Welcome back to the My Sister Knows Why podcast. This week, we're talking about milk. Got milk? Cheese? Let's feed your brain. <laughs> Hi, Claude. Hi, Ange. I'm Ange. I'm Claude. And welcome back to our podcast. This is the 31st episode. Welcome back. And uh, we're going to talk about lactose intolerance. Um, I used to think that that was like one word. But it's <laughs> lactose, lactose intolerance. intolerance. So yeah, there's tolerance and then there's intolerance. <laughs> yes. Very good. Uh, do you know anyone who's lactose intolerant? I know a lot of people. Um, my one friend has a lot of like dietary problems and, uh, he was excited for this episode. Oh, really? Yeah. He really wanted to be on it, but I said, nope. So sorry. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Haven't made, haven't made it that kind of podcast yet. Can't, can't afford to have guests on right now. Mostly because we don't, I don't, I'd need to like figure out a setup first. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I know a couple of people who are lactose intolerant as well. Um, shout out to Eric, who is my self-diagnosed lactose intolerance friend, and he suggested this topic. Oh, nice. Yes. Thanks for listening, Eric. Does he actually I d- listen? I don't think he actually <laughs> listens. <laughs> uh, I think he's listened to like four episodes. Yeah, no, I've, um, I have a lot of friends with lactose intolerance. Well, I'm yeah. about to drop some milk bombs on ooh, you. Ooh. Yeah, I don't like some that. Curdy. Also, have you noticed that every like all of the people that I know who are lactose intolerant sometimes just ignore their lactose intolerance? So many people I know, uh, pretty they're much like, everyone. Yeah, they'll like eat, start eating pizza. I'm like, aren't you lactose? They're like, yeah. I'm like, shouldn't you take a pill? They're like, yeah. And then yeah. they just don't. I my one friend from high school, she would like actively take a pill, and then she's yeah. like, oh man, like I forgot my pill, Ooh. and, and still like, do it yeah, she's like, well, <laughs> that's, that sucks. But yeah, and then my other friend who has it sorry squeaky chair um she doesn't take pills but she still eats but she still like has the symptoms of lactose intolerance yeah she but she doesn't take pills um to like because what do they do Do so i didn't actually well we don't really talk about but you can take (laughs) which is kind of weird but you can take pills that have the actually yeah we'll talk about it i'll explain it once we get to the part because it makes more sense if i can explain it properly Uh, but yeah i i always see memes videos tiktoks Uh of uh memes of people being like oh i'm lactose intolerance and then they just eat eat milk eat milk (laughs) so yep there's that yeah okay that's the thing so um i got my sources from mayo clinic (laughs) mayo Okay. Um, an article from a Polish nutrition journal, an article from like a scholarly article yeah. uh, from a Scandinavian journal of gastroenterology, Ooh. Um, smithsonianmagazine.com, npr.com, Wikipedia, and an article from PLOS Computational Biology. Mayo is from eggs, right? Mayo is Does made from egg whites. Dairy in it? Uh, no. You yeah. know, when I was younger, you, you'd see that like food chart. Yeah. Like food triangle the, thing? The food food, food guide? Yeah. Um, I was convinced that eggs was dairy. No, because it's, is it not? protein. Protein, yeah. Yeah. 
they actually updated the Canadian Food Guide. Have they really? Yeah, they updated it, um, I guess, like three years ago. Mm-hmm. And now you can look at it online and it's actually really cool. So go check it out. It's like CanadaFoodGuide.ca. That's, yeah, yeah. We can double check that. But yeah, check it out. It's much more It's much more exciting than the than the pamphlet we got in elementary school. I mean, it was pretty cool. We had It was different colors. It was like yeah, it was green, different colors. Red, blue, it's easier yellow. to understand too, I yeah. think now. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into it. Yes. Uh, what is lactose intolerance and how does it work? Um, so let's break it down. What is lactose? Um, milk. Yes. So lactose, L-A-C-T-O-S-E. Yes. Is a disaccharide sugar. So disaccharide is just like how the molecule is made up. So it's a sugar molecule. Lactose is a sugar molecule that's made up of galactose and glucose. You know what glucose, glucose is. Glucose is like, like a sugar, sugar, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So lactose is made up of these two uh, sugars and they're found in dairy products. Um, and the lac in lactose, in Latin, it means milk. Oh, so like right. sugary milk. Yeah. So it's the sugar. <laughs> well, like pretty much everything is made up of, well, like carbs Sugars. are made up of carbohydrates, which are sugars. Okay. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so when you are lactose intolerant, your digestive system is unable to process the lactose sugar found in milk products. Which yes. This causes a variety of unpleasant symptoms, such as diarrhea, gas, Poop. bloating, nausea and vomiting, and stomach cramps that occur about like an hour to a half an hour after consuming dairy. Does that make sense? Yeah. So your digestive system just is just like not. No, it's you. like no, I don't want that. No, nope, don't want that. Is it kind of like like an allergic reaction? No, because um, an allergic reaction happens when your immune system goes, oh, that's a foreign thing, but it's right. actually food. Yeah. But this is your body actually can't digest the thing. Oh, so your immune system okay. isn't doing anything. Yeah. That's your actually, body's just like, I can't, I can't do anything with yeah, this. Yeah, I don't want Get yeah. it out of here. Yeah. That's a good question. Interesting. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so why doesn't the lactose get digested, right? Like what, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. It occurs when your small intestine does not produce enough lactase, L-A-C-T-A-S-E, oh. lactase, which is an enzyme. So fun fact, this isn't the titillating tidbit. Fun fact. Just a fun fact. Um, the ending A's, A-S-E, means that it's an enzyme and enzymes break down things. So lactase is the enzyme that is responsible for breaking down lactose into galactose and glucose. Okay. Got it? Lactase, yes. <laughs> which is the enzyme, yes. breaks down lactose yes. into galactose and glucose. Into the sugars. Into the sugars. Yeah. Into the simple sugars is yeah. what they're called. Um. Yeah, so instead of the simple sugars, so when you don't have... When you're intolerant. When you're intolerant and you don't have a lot of lactase or a lot of activity for lactase, the simple sugars aren't being broken down and they're not absorbed in the lining of the small intestine. So instead, it goes to your colon or your large intestine where it interacts with our normal bacteria and causes the previously mentioned uncomfortable symptoms. Poops. Nausea, bloating, gas. Just uncomfortable situations. Yeah. Um, With lactose intolerance, there's still some lactase activity, but it's not enough to actually break down the lactose. And the amount of activity you have actually depends from person to person. Oh, okay. So it's not just like a simple 
like you have works or you're like yeah yeah Yeah. there's like varying degrees of how much lactase you might have and how active it is so someone could be like really severe and other people could be like not so severe. yeah so like eric he's like self-diagnosed like he doesn't have an actual diagnosis i don't Mm -hmm. think so i'm sure like he is lactose intolerant but it's probably not to the point where he's like oh i should go like like he still takes lactase pills pills. oh Oh, so let's talk about the pills yes so lactase pills are just um like a concentrated form of the lactase enzyme oh okay so if you take it right before you eat dairy then it's able to uh digest those um dairy products in your small intestine instead of letting it go to your large intestine oh yeah and now you may be thinking why don't lactose intolerant people just take a pill every morning and then they're good for the day and they can have whatever they want doesn't last that long doesn't work like that it doesn't last that long the lactase doesn't stay in your stomach and your small intestine for that amount of time Mm. so it's most effective when you take it right before you eat something scientists should get on that actually (laughs) um this is from matt who um i've mentioned before in the podcast but he's really smart and he's really lactose intolerant (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so he was talking about there was a guy who developed oh maybe i'm remembering it wrong i think there was a guy who developed a pill yeah that you can take like once a day and it produces enough lactose or you can take it once and it produces enough lactase sorry i said lactose before it produces enough lactase for like a couple of days oh but the pharmaceutical companies didn't want to take it up because that means they're selling less pills yeah because you only have to take one Mm -hmm. every couple of days instead of like three a day this could be wrong but i'm pretty sure i'm telling my story (laughs) it might be something i should look more into and i can give an update but yeah i remember him telling me about that um here's here's my theory how it should be made it should be a pill that has uh-huh. several different layers. Uh-huh. And like a jawbreaker? Yeah. And each time, like, it, it digests, like, it's in your stomach. Mm-hmm. But then every, like, hour, it, it just, like, dissolves <laughs> it more lactase. Yeah. And then more lactase is in the stomach. Okay. I'm well, Someone they'll get on, get on that. that. <laughs> <laughs> so there's actually different types of lactose intolerance. No way. There's three different types. Is one like like regular milk and then like chocolate milk? <laughs> oh my god. Maybe some strawberry no. milk? No. Strawberry milk? Inferior. Have, Inferior. I haven't had it, but it's it really looks and sounds disgusting. I remember I went, I was in res and I wouldn't call this a date, but like me and this guy hung out and we had cereal and had... I think it was strawberry Fruit Loops milk. and had it with strawberry milk. That's really like, gross. This is disgusting. I had a friend in first year who got straw- like a small thing of strawberry chocolate milk every day in in first. That's like in wild. Res. I have never. Chocolate milk, beautiful. Yeah. And then she was sad one day milk? and I got her strawberry milk and it was great. <laughs> yeah. But that's gross. Nasty. Yeah. I had a couple friends who liked strawberry milk in first year. She's like, why? Anyways. Why is that a thing? Okay. So there's three types. Congenital. <laughs> primary. <laughs> You're so immature. Uh, congenital, primary, and secondary. And this information is from the Polish article. So congenital is... Does it have to do with your genitalia? <laughs> I didn't think so. Congenital um, means like from birth. So is it is it in that order? Is there no really specific order? There's no order. They're just different. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to go over congenital first. Um, congenital lactose intolerance has the least amount of lactase activity and it is thought to be related to an autosomal recessive gene. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so it's actually related to your genome. 
So your parents yes. screwed you over. <laughs> your parents screw you over on a lot of things. Gene wise. Or bless you. What? Or bless you with good genes. Oh, I thought you were saying that because it looked like I was going to sneeze. No, no. I'm not <laughs> looking at you. Uh, okay. Yeah. So this type is present um, since birth. And it usually develops after the first few sessions of breastfeeding, oh. which sucks oh for my an gosh. infant, right? Yeah, and that's like not good because that's the that's infant's primary like main source of food of nutrition. Yeah, yeah. So this is actually really rare, and according to the article I'm pulling from, um, the Polish one, there have only been forty cases reported in literature. What? But I'm but that article was not very recent. Oh, okay. So but there still. could be more that's still really low. But yeah, yeah it's a thing. Interesting. Um, wow, from birth. Yeah. Huh. Okay, and then we're going to go over secondary. What about primary? Well, we'll get to oh, primary. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Jump the gun. <laughs> so secondary, um, this type is developed as a secondary effect to another gastrointestinal problem. Oh. Right. So it occurs when there's another pathology affecting the production of lactase enzyme. Um, this can include celiac disease, viral gastroenteritis. Enteritis. Um, enteritis would be the inflammation of your small intestine. Oh, okay. Um, and Wait, gastro- did you just know that or did you expect well, me to like ask that question? No, I just knew that. Oh. Viral is like virus. Gastro is your stomach and ent- entro is your small intestine. Small intestine. I'm- wow. That's pretty impressive. I just, yeah. I wouldn't well, have just, just had that information in my brain. I did take a medical terminology oh, um, course, okay. but I took that in second year and I did anatomy in first year. So I already knew what entro means because you oh. learn like, you learn Okay, the, stop the flexing Sorry. your big brain. <laughs> um crohn's disease radiotherapy chemotherapy so it's like you have those diseases or those yeah problems and then you can develop lactose intolerance oh yes um but with adequate adequate uh, adequate <laughs> with adequate treatment of the primary pathology so your whatever you're dealing with mm-hmm. you can actually resolve the lactose intolerance and produce lactase again so is it because like uh, your body's just trying to focus on one thing so that yeah. it can't really sometimes yeah it depends on like the chemical the chemicals you're interacting with mm-hmm. with your body or just what's going on it, yeah they may not be taking your body may be focusing more of its energy on producing let's say antibodies for an infection instead of pr- producing the lactase the enzyme yeah yeah oh. but that can be resolved okay so then we get to primary, primary. And this is the most common form, and it's also called adult type hypolactasia. Oh. Yeah. Um, it's called adult type because you develop it when you're an adult. Mm-hmm. Hypo means lowered or less. So like hypo blood, <laughs> hypo blood pressure. <laughs> Hy- hypotension is low blood pressure. I, see, that would have been funny if I knew what, what? the joke was. <laughs> no, I said, well, because hypotension is blood like low blood pressure okay hyper tension is high blood pressure but the joke was that i said hypo blood pressure which isn't the thing <laughs> oh uh-huh. okay i'm just trying to say hypo is less and then lactasia yeah. is the enzyme mm-hmm. so it's a genetically predetermined so it still has to do with your genes oh okay. the adult type one yeah um through the autosomal recessive gene which causes a decrease in the lactase enzymes activity after babies are weaned off of breast milk yeah so you're you have adequate lactase enzymes as a a baby as a baby and as a child but as you grow up and are weaned off of breast milk then your activity starts to lower so So, 
I was going to say, why is that? So in healthy babies um, that are born with the adequate lactase activity, their main source of nutrients is milk and therefore they need to be able to digest it properly. Mm -hmm. But then as you get older, um, even in someone who's not lactose intolerant, Mm -hmm. intolerant, um, you still reduce your lactase enzyme activity, but it's to the point where it can support a quote-unquote normal adult diet that oh, includes okay. dairy. And it won't affect you. And like, it doesn't affect yeah. the digestion. So you still have enough lactase to properly digest all of the dairy and dairy products yeah. that you're eating. It's just not as strong but when you're a ch- Yeah, because you're you're eating other things. You're introducing other things into your oh, diet. Yeah, yeah. So you're not, you don't need as much lactase. Mm-hmm. Um so in the in the primary lactose intolerance the lactase production drops off really sharply by adulthood oh. and you don't have enough lactase to, to digest the milk products that you're eating yeah so this can occur start occurring like adult but it you probably start to see the effects when you're a late teen like 16 yeah. and up um so yeah that's why oh that's so cool because now right? i'm thinking about like the people that i know i'm like ooh, were you are you primary are you secondary well most people you know are probably primary right? yeah because secondary is unless they have like crohn's disease or something like that mm-hmm. uh maybe your friend with the other food Just sensitivities everything's wrong with yeah them. yeah um and then i'm sure you don't know anyone with congenital lactose intolerance uh, probably not right. no yeah so that's primary um so now go into the history of lactose intolerance because i am about to drop the biggest bomb on you okay so now that we've established what lactose intolerance is and what causes it right you're you're good on that yeah yeah yeah. this is so cool to me i don't know why Um, we need to get into the why (laughs) right why did humans develop this oh yeah why why do we have this so actually ten thousand years ago humans couldn't process any dairy or lactose past infancy Oh, so anyone who doesn't have lactose intolerance is the weird one, and those with lactose oh, intolerance they're like are the quote OGs. unquote normal. They're like <laughs> the they're more like what am I trying to say? They're closer to our ancestors yeah. ten thousand years you ago know, than we are. I'm gonna say that people who don't have lactose intolerance are just superior. We've or evolved. better. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Wait. Let's address that first. I am not lactose intolerant at all um i eat a lot of dairy i eat cheese i love milk um butter i i do it all do you experience any um i don't think so i don't i don't think any like noticeable i don't drink as much milk as i used to just because i definitely drink more milk than yeah and i don't like cheese i've i've started Mm. to eat a lot more cheese recently but i was never a cheese kid i didn't like yogurt I don't like yogurt for the texture. I feel like there's different yogurts that you could have, though. Like, have you tried all of them? I've tried Greek yogurt, and I hate Greek it even more than... Remember the one that <laughs> mom had, yogurt. and she, you'd, you'd have to, like, mix it in, so yeah. it was all, like, weird at the top? I mean, yeah, but that's what Greek yogurt... That's yeah. normal for Greek yogurt. Um, but Jillian, mm-hmm. our sister, uh, there was times where she... Like, I thought she has milk problems. Um, Jillian has cut out dairy to try to see if it's affecting her skin because your diet can actually affect your skin and your acne yeah and breakouts and stuff like that so some people i think it's probably been researched a little bit i'm not sure um that dairy can actually cause breakouts and oh, cause your skin okay. to be worse 
Um, so some people like to cut it out to try to they cut out like dairy but leave everything else. Oh, and then like and then they'll cut out yeah. the, gradually let see it back in one. and see yeah. if it's causing things or cut out bread and see like stuff like that. Because she doesn't drink milk anymore. She she, she uses yeah. like almond beverages. Beverage. You can't milk an almond people. It's not almond milk. You're not milking it. There's a video of it's like a parody video, but it's like filmed as a serious video um of them of people at like an almond milking farm <laughs> they have almonds hooked up to little like incubator things i hate that <laughs> my um first year nutrition professor his name was stuart phillips we call him Stu. Stu. dr stuart phillips um is like gets funding from the canadian uh dairy farmers oh yeah association um, to do research into protein and milk and stuff like that. Oh. So he was very adamant. Like, he drilled it into us that almonds can't be milked and it's almond beverage. <laughs> it's not almond milk. That's so funny. anytime every, anyone says almond milk, I'm like, almond, almond beverage. Almond beverage. Beverage, Thank actually. You. Yeah. Okay. So just to recap this bomb that I dropped on you. <laughs> People with lactose intolerant are not the weird ones. Got it. That's normal to drop off lactase quote-unquote normal whatever <laughs> it, it's like it it makes sense to drop off lactate's yeah. production after infancy because you're not drinking as much milk mm -hmm. but people who don't can process who can process the who have milk, a tolerance are tolerant um have a mutation in their genome Ooh. that allows them to continue lactase production um into their adult life you know what we should do we should do an mm -hmm. episode on like how the body has evolved we like do tonsils that. you don't need those right um those are kind of useless they're not vital but they, <laughs> <laughs> they do a thing yeah i could and your appendix and your spleen yeah. and stuff like that probably a kidney why do we have two you need two kidneys how do people what you can survive with one kidney oh like you can but you like you're not gonna be 100 percent. like you you can't exercise as as hard you have to be really careful about your urinary tract mm -hmm. um and and what you put into your body because you only have one kidney we should also talk about earlobes why are some connected why are some not okay this is an episode <laughs> for you. um okay so it goes back this like this whole intolerance thing yeah goes back to early humans and humanoid species and their genomes so like i said at some point there was a mutation in the genome that caused a gene variant that allowed early humans to digest milk for the entirety of their lifetimes Okay. So I learned this. I'm pulling a lot of this from my biology course that I yeah. took. Um, mutations happen at random. They're stochastic. It just, do you know what stochastic means? It just means random. Oh, so you said it's just random, random. <laughs> well, stochastic is, it means a little bit different, but it, it literally just happens. And yeah. when something like that happens, um, it's really beneficial for that person, right? So is there sometimes bad mutations? Yeah, all oh. the time. So if you think about plants, you want you think that plants this now i'm going into evolution but you're like oh plants evolve purposefully no they don't just the plants that have the good mutations that are beneficial to them survive and reproduce more than those who have the like short gene and yeah. they don't reach the sun as well where compared to the other plants who have the long gene and oh yeah can reach the sun better mm -hmm. anyways that's i can explain that in a different episode <laughs> Um, since this is a recessive gene, which do you know what recessive genes? I've been saying recessive. It's gene, like it keeps it keeps so going. Well, there's a dominant and a recessive gene. So, mm -hmm. um, heterozygous is you have one gene from each parent, or like one of the a different gene, 
So, like, you have the short gene and the tall gene because mm-hmm. you have two, like, chromosomes. Isn't there, like, a box? There's a Punnett square. People might, yeah, yeah. should know about Punnett squares. And then... Uh, oh, they shouldn't. I only know that because of probably you guys. Well, you should have learned it in biology in grade 10. Oh, probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you can have homozygous individuals, which have two of the tall or two of the short. So um, recessive is you have to have two of the short genes to get that gene. Because oh, okay. if you have a tall and a short gene and the tall is dominant, then, then you're going to be tall. Be tall. But if you have short, short, you're going to be short. Got it. Not mostly. If it's dominant oh, oh, recessive, most definite. Okay. then you will be tall. <laughs> <laughs> this is science. <laughs> yeah. So it's a recessive gene, which means you have to have both of the of the, the genes to factors to produce more lactase oh, in order okay. to actually produce more lactase mm-hmm. in your lifetime so it's a recessive gene yes. so um if i had a child with someone who was lactose intolerance like how do you know which one's the dominant you you don't know like unless you got a full dna oh, write-up okay. on yourself which i don't even know like that'd be expensive that's yeah that's probably um, but you don't know. So it, it, people with lactose intolerance, their parents are likely both One have the gene oh, okay. that is. Because if both of us, well, no, if they're lactose intolerant, they probably don't. Ha- they don't have any of the lactose lactase production gene. Yes, right, because yeah. it's the recessive gene that allows you to actually digest milk. Yeah. So if t- both parents had, or no, if both parents didn't create the lack, don't have. What's, what's that called? Lactase is lactase. the enzyme. Then the child will most likely also not have, or not most likely, definitely won't. Wait, sorry. Rephrase your question, or say your question again. So if both parents, yeah, didn't create the enzyme. Don't have a lot of the enzymes. Yeah, yeah. The child would also not, probably not, create the enzymes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's more complicated than that because. Uh, your life isn't your genes aren't all punnett squares that, yeah it's yeah. more complicated so it really depends on a bunch of factors mm-hmm. but that's the general idea if got you it think about it like that yeah can you turn that off i sweat to you say cool <laughs> okay so since it's recessive it's taken thousands of years of recessive individuals um combining their genes to pass along the lactase persistence gene Oh. So lactase persistence would mean that you're creating more lactase. Yeah. Which would be the two recessive genes together. Yes. Make sense? Yes. So we are lactase persistence. Yes. Okay. Good good to know you're following. <laughs> so um now we kind of know the why there was a mutation. That's why we have lactase persistence mm-hmm. and why we have lactose intolerance, because it's just the opposite. Some people just didn't they didn't get that, that blessed gene. <laughs> But why did like why is this a good thing? Why did it persist? Right. So when early humans started keeping livestock, there was another source of protein and nutrients, um, as well as a way to keep hydrated in warmer climates. Other than just milk. No, other than water. Oh, other than just water. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So by keeping livestock, they have another source of uh, nutrition and yeah. and hydration which is the milk from the livestock and they're able to drink the milk but it is only beneficial to them if they're able to actually digest the milk without the uncomfortable symptoms yes so within these communities these cultures that have um livestock and do something called dairying which is like getting milk making dairy products yeah. 
um, it was beneficial. They th- some mutation happened where someone was able to be lactase persistence persistent um, into their lifetime, into yeah. their adult life, which was beneficial to them because they're able to drink more milk and have more nutrition from mm-hmm. that, which means that they probably had a better quality of life than someone who wasn't able to do drink the milk. Like let's say there was a drought. Yeah. Then there's no water. You're stuck with milk that makes exactly. you poop. So those who have this lactase persistence gene are um, more fit. They have better fitness, which in biology terms means they're able to survive and reproduce yeah. better than someone else. So in the cultures that do dairying and they have that mutation and they're able to drink milk longer, they... Um, survive and reproduce better so they pass on that gene that recessive gene because okay yeah because they reproduce then Mm -hmm. they have a kid and now that kid probably has that gene um and then they're able to be lactase persistent and then they survive and reproduce better so that's how it's it's just slowly gotten better yeah it's like plants like if you don't Mm -hmm. have the the grow up the tree gene yeah you'll probably die okay (laughs) (laughs) um so this is why it only took a couple of thousands of years, which is like, that's a, that's only a like, couple of thousands. it sounds like a long time. But <laughs> if you think about evolution yeah. from when the earth started, it's taken millions, like billions of years yeah. for us to get where we are now. So a couple of thousands of years is like, it's like, it's like a snapshot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ready for our titillating tidbit. According to my biology professor. I love how we just, we go straight into the tidbit. It's just. Don't address it. It's funnier. Yep. Um, 75% of humans cannot, cannot properly digest milk after two years of age. 75%? Right? Isn't that so So we so really high? are superior. <laughs> no, we I'm really just are We're all equal. Uh, the ability for you to digest lactose depends on the variant of the lactase persistence gene you have. Yes, which we talked about right. that. 75% is just so... Like, That's a I lot re- I learned that and I was like, I don't know, like that doesn't sound right because I don't know that many lactose intolerant people. Yeah. But then at the same time, some people may just not eat that much dairy, so they may yeah. not know that they're lactose. Yeah. Or I don't know. But then how would that be counted in the... I want to know how they get this information. And I can they didn't cite it on their slides, so mm. I was like, I couldn't mm. find the thing. But, yeah, like, from professor, I don't 75% of my friends aren't lactose. lactose. I mean, I don't have a lot. <laughs> so it wouldn't take, like, one more, and it might be 75%. <laughs> That's interesting. Okay, and then I looked it, I looked it up a little bit more, because I was like, I want to yeah. know a little bit more. And according to a news article from ABC, which was posted in 2009, so that was a, a okay. while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, less than 40% of humans can properly digest lactose after childhood. So with 0% being Native American. So this is the percentage of people who can actually digest lactose. Okay. 0% of Native Americans, 5% of Asians, 25% of African and Caribbean peoples, 50% of Mediterranean peoples, and 90% of Northern Europeans. Can. Can digest lactose. Only 5% of, of Asians. Asians. And of 25% of African and Caribbean peoples, but 90% of Northern Europeans. So, is it cultures that are affecting this? Exactly. Wow. Okay. So, um, 
like why is there different prevalences yeah right um it has to do with the culture of the area yeah and and the early human populations of that area so for the gene to be advantageous there needs to be a fresh supply of milk right to Mm -hmm. be passed along not not the milk's not being passed along the gene the gene (laughs) um and people have to be doing a lot of the dairying uh work to for it to be beneficial yeah so it's likely that the gene for lactase persistence co-evolved with the culture of consuming dairy in hu- early human populations. Oh. So cultures that like didn't eat, consume as much dairy. Or have a lot of livestock. Yeah. Didn't, it didn't make sense for them to pass on, not didn't make sense. In but a, they just didn't. It, it wasn't beneficial for them. So yeah. the mutation probably, it might have been mutated again and lost. Yeah um in that population Ah. right so 90 percent of northern europeans are able to digest lactose and northern europeans and the other populations in that area practice dairying with their livestock like they know that so it makes sense that the descendants of the areas where dairy farming was prominent are able to digest lactose better than areas where dairy farming was less popular or prevalent um, with some exceptions. So it's actually been researched that lactase persistence gene probably arose independently in around four different areas around the same time oh. from mutations, which happens. That's so weird that it right? all just kind of happens at the same time. Just it, That's what happens in evolution. It's its really cool to think all about. All the humans, the little um, tele, tele, uh, telepathy... Uh-huh. <laughs> um, they and all communicated with the each shared other brain. And said, they all got into yeah, the shared brain. Yeah. And were like, okay, we're doing this. We're doing this at this time. Yeah. So populations didn't that did not practice dairying, like early populations, are more likely to digest lactose imperfectly or mm-hmm. not be able to digest it at all. So this is mostly African, Asian, or people of Mediterranean descent, mm-hmm. which makes sense. So there wasn't a lot of dairying in those areas, which means that it wasn't beneficial for them to have yeah. this this gene. Um, question. So if I, as, as my baby is growing up, I just Mm -hmm. always give them milk. Let's say they didn't have the genital, the genie. Congenital. Yeah. (laughs) Um, type of lactose intolerance. Mm -hmm. And I just continuously tried to give them as much milk as possible. Would that like lessen their chances of being, having the secondary type of? Yeah. So not well, no. The secondary type happens with oh, another pathology. So right, it'd be right, the right, primary, right. yeah, the yeah, primary adult type one. So yes, according to Dennis um, Saviano, who is a professor of nutrition at Purdue University, which yep. is a really good university, yeah. um, he says that the bacteria in our gut and the enzymes present there depend on what we consume. So if we consume more dairy, um, the more lactase enzyme we are going to have present. This obviously de- is going to depend on your genes and how well you ha- you produce lactase. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are constantly consuming dairy, I like based on what this guy is saying, which I pulled that quote from an article. Um, yeah, you should like you'll have lactase present to mm-hmm. digest that dairy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think like we always had milk at dinner growing yeah, up. Like yeah. we always up until like high school and yeah, when I'd say I so. left for mm-hmm. university. So I think that is definitely a good like that helped us be not lactose intolerant. Yeah. Or like lessen the chances of yeah. us being mm-hmm. lactose intolerant. So you're basically asking like can you develop lactose intolerance in your teens? Yeah. Or like can you like stave it off? 
Yeah. Which is like, yes, this this usually happens in your late teens, um, early 20s. And it can be you can be diagnosed with lactose intolerant up until you're like 40. Like it oh. you could be diagnosed at any age. Pretty yeah. Much. Um, yeah. So if you decide to cut out dairy for a while, like to see if um, it affects your acne mm-hmm. or stuff like that. Don't be surprised if you start to feel a little, a little, little of those queasy. symptoms, a little queasy, a little gassy, um, <laughs> when you start to consume it again. Yeah, because you, it, what you eat does. Um, I said um a lot this episode. Um, um, what you eat does dictate how your gut microbiome yeah is and the bacteria and enzymes that are there. Wow. Yeah, that's it. That was that was such an interesting episode. I actually really right? enjoyed that. I started researching and I was like, oh, I know about lactose intolerance. And then I was like confused. And then I was like, oh, wait, like I'm the weird one. <laughs> Everyone else is normal That's that has funny. lactose intolerance. That was a roller coaster of information. It was. I hope I didn't go too fast. I don't think so. I mean, I understood it. So good. Does it? <laughs> this is pretty good then. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Beautiful. Thanks. Uh, congratulations. You made it to the end of the episode. Hi. Hi. How, how are you? Uh, what are we going to talk about next week? Do you know? You know, I don't know. <laughs> you really come prepared to these. I really do. Um, I just want to talk about last week we recorded. Sorry, I'll actually face the mic. Last week we, re- we recorded our Pluto episode. If you haven't uh, chucked that out, go listen to it. Episode 30. And did you know the day we were recording? It was Pluto Day. Because it was the anniversary How of the discovery. Oh, so which we had talked about we that. We did talk about that. But we didn't. It was actually we didn't do Pluto it on Day. Yeah. Wow. Take that Good in. Good thing we procrastinated recording it. Yeah, right? I'm also really struggling to get the list of topics that we have. Help? No, I got it. Oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do the medium is the message. Let's get more into that. Okay. Um, if you want to keep updated with us and interact with us, uh, follow us on our Instagram at my sister knows why no spaces, no nothing. Uh, follow us on all the major podcast platforms, Spotify, Google podcasts, <laughs> Apple podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio um, all the other ones. Yeah. Leave us a rate and review on Apple podcasts. It really helps. You don't even have to review. Just leave a rate. Just leave a rate. But five stars. No, rate honestly, which is going to be five stars anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Yep. Uh, Much appreciated. Don't Google next week's topic. No. And we'll see see you in person next week. Hopefully not. That'd be kind of creepy. Okay. If you didn't know. Now you know. Goodbye. Adios. Um, shout out to Tom. Why? He's been... No, not our Tom. Different oh. Tom. Farmer he, Tom? Just kidding. No. Sorry. <laughs> um, he's been binge watching, listening to our episodes. You know what? I'm kind of just disappointed. Why didn't you listen to someone when they came out? But it's okay. It was fine. Thanks, okay. Tom. <laughs>